EC. All right, we are live. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I am your host as always. I'm Afro, Afro the Prince. I go by Afro or Prince, either or, doesn't matter. Um, and this is Unity True to Me podcast where we talk about everything about this song, from African history to economics to social dismay, all these things that block us from progression as African descended people, as Black people. And one of the things I actually haven't had a chance to talk about was art. Because art is a form of expression. It is a form of progression in the, the times and the eras in which we end from past to current. And it can even be a monetized or a way for you to make economic progression. But a lot of Black people, or I don't hear about it, become artists in the form of a painter, a sculptor. Uh, when you hear the term artist, you hear your know, music, you hear those genres. So I wanted to bring on Michael Walder, who I actually ended up running across just in the nine to fives in the world. And I was like, man, it's an interesting search you got on. It's like, what do you do? And he told me, he's like, I'm in art. I was like, yeah, I need you to tell my listeners, my followers, how do you make money? And what got you in the art as far as just even having a general love for art? So, Michael Wilder, take it away. Tell us about yourself. And then how did you get into the space? Yeah, sure. So I'm a lawyer at a law firm, but I also collect art and do a whole bunch of other things. But the way I got into art is uh, when I was younger, I used to draw, right? And then uh, when I got away from that, I decided I still loved art. So I started investing in art. And I'll tell you, when I started investing, man, I was just buying stuff from like Target, Ross for less. <laughs> That's all I really? could do, man. Hey, man, fresh out of law school, man, I was broke. So I was just, you know, doing what I could do. And then an opportunity came my way about 10 years ago. I ran into a Chicago artist named uh, Hebrew Brantley. Uh, he does the Flyboy out here in Chicago. He's pretty known for that. But I, I ran into him before that became popular and uh, bought a piece from him. And um, it, it cost more than what I would buy at Target or Ross. <laughs> but I decided, you know, I want to go ahead and invest in this, this black artist and, and his amazing work. So I bought his piece and, and then it did well in the market. I mean, it's, it's, it's got value. And so then once he got too expensive, I went to the next person and said, well, I went to him and said, hey, who's the next Hebrew Brantley? And so he gave me a right. name. He said, hey, go check out my guy, Max. I said, All right, cool. Max got expensive. I said, Max, <laughs> who's the next you? And I just kept doing that over and over and over until I bought, you know, I probably have about 15, about 15 pieces of art uh, as far as investment pieces. And I, I keep my art. Some people buy art and they flip it. Uh, I, I think it should be general. I think for me, it's going to be generational. I keep it in the family. Oh, wow. That's that's beautiful. And, and commend you on the on the mindset of generational wealth. Um, there's a book that I read. I don't know if you're familiar with Ross Mack, but uh, he talks a lot about uh, he, he has a show on Revolt called Economics, and he did a special on Netflix. But he talks about generational wealth as far as creating generational wealth for our kids, um, how you do that and the different ways that can be obtained. And I don't think we as a community, especially us as black folks, whether you urban minority or otherwise, we, we don't think about the plethora of ways you can make and have generational wealth. Yep. And with art, we don't see it as an avenue if it's not singing and dancing and, and you know tap dancing and so forth we don't see if i was to go out for example right 
and say, and not saying that parents don't support their kids' dreams, but in general, I was to go and say, outside of being a lawyer, hey, moms, I wanted to go in and paint. This is what I want to do for a career. It's not seen as something that is sustainable, right? Yeah. As, okay, I dropped this piece, I'm going to make 100K in a, in a year, right? Versus me becoming a lawyer. And these are all important avenues, but me becoming a lawyer and getting supposedly promised a hundred K the next year and so forth. And for me, I'm like, okay, no, there are so many avenues and ways that you can make money from your art. Yep. It's just about you. Number one, having to believe in yourself. Let me say this. You have a dream to become an artist, whether it's a physically a painter, a sculptor, or any other form of artist, go out and do that. I recommend you chase your dream. And then if you have something else that you're talented or good at, then go out and do that. But I would first recommend you chase your dream. So what if, if I wanted to start trying to make money in art today, what would you say or how would you say I go about doing that? Yeah, like I said, I think there's there's two ways, right? So one is you're an artist, right? And so you have an art form that you want to sell to other folks. And you may use whatever particular mediums are out there that that you that you enjoy, right? It could be paint, uh, it could be sculpting, it could be different things of that nature. Um, people that create the art, the main thing I've seen be successful is you have a brand and you have a marketing. And if you can, you have a marketing company uh, behind you that's supporting you so that it's just not your, your, your mom, your dad, your friends, your cousins buying your artwork. It's people that are broader than the city that you live in and broader than the country you live in. Uh, because artists I know that have become extremely successful also have reach overseas because uh, that's a whole different market over there. So you have to have you need to know your brand and you have to have some mechanism out there that's going to be pushing that brand unless you've already got some national global status. Right. Uh, if you're buying art, I mean, the, the way to make it is, I mean, buy it's like stock, man, buy low, sell high. Right. So, you know, if you come into an artist and they've been kind of at the top of the game for the last 10 years, you're, you're going to pay some premium. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not going to get better than that because it probably will. But, you know, why pay and spend, you know, 50 grand when you can buy it early at five grand? And so I always tell people, man, look out for the the artists that are kind of up and coming. And the strategy I've used is I talk to all of the artists and ask them who's the next. Uh, and then I also go to Art Basel, which is in, you know, it's in Florida, in Miami. You know, you can go there, meet artists, meet people that own the galleries and kind of figure out what your, your style is. But the main thing I tell people is buy something you like and something you want to see every day. Don't buy something that you're about to just put in the closet. Okay. All right. Um, actually, that follows uh, the research I've done um, from uh, the resources Indeed, for those who want to know where you can find information. Um, Indeed.com came up with about uh, 12 ways of sales that you can generally make money as an artist. Um, and these pretty much follow, like, so establish a brand. As you said, um, buy what you like or define your audience, right? Because if you like it, somebody else is going to love it. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's a room full of people like you. And I don't think a lot of people think about when they invest in it, something or can I make money out of this? Do other people like you? Yes, there's only one you. You know, if you are religious, you know, God made you in your own individual way. But there are people who are similar to you. So, you know, define your audience. 
um, sell art in person. So the galleries, uh, online products is one, online platforms. Um, have you, or do you, have you or artists, anyone that you know, have forms of like royalties from their art? Uh, not that I know. I do know there was a time of, uh, what were those things called? I never invested in them where you could, you still kind of do it. You can buy images. Um, I never did that thing. Um, and that, that hasn't worked out well, uh, from what I understand. NFTs. Yeah. NFTs, uh, not really worked out as well as people had, had, had hoped. And then there's the idea that you can buy like pieces of Mona Lisa's and, and pieces of like very, very ex expensive art. Uh, I've never done that because for me, it's more about, I like having the art on my wall. I like seeing it every day. I like having my own piece of it uh, and owning the entire thing. And I'm a guy that typically likes to buy the originals. I, I don't typically buy prints too often either. And so I haven't done that type of uh, art buying. Okay. So are, so are prints valuable at all versus the original? Like, can I go and buy a print and flip it? You can, you can buy a print and flip it. It's going to be harder, right, to make money off of it. Because if you have an original, that's called the one of one, right? Prints, you know, it could be one of 200. And if, unless you have the one of the 200, which is the first one, or if you have the artist proof, which is the versions that the artist keeps to themselves and usually sets to the side that have more value, you kind of, it's just you plus 100 other people, 99 other people out there that have it. Uh, sometimes you'll have something that's a print and then the artist will embellish it. So they'll make it a little different than all the other pieces that are out there. Those are going to have a bit more value. But, you know, if you're looking at accumulation of value, it's best to have the original of a piece, the canvas piece, I would say. But okay. you can you can do the prints. You can, you can do the prints, but your value is going to take longer. Right. You're like, hey, hey, you can make money. You can still make money. Yo. Yeah, you can still make a little something. You can go buy a print for like, you know, the right time for 1500 and it might be worth, you know, three or four grand about a year later so. Uh, but you can buy an original for five grand and it's worth 50 grand a year later. Right. So it just okay. depends on how you're trying to how you're trying to pop. OK. All right. So so basically you either you hold it out either way. Um, and it is pretty much the value that you place on this art can be times X. Yep. So. Yep. Two examples um, that I can recall. Uh, was an original piece that Eddie Murphy bought. And then there's mm -hmm. uh, uh, one of the original pieces that Jay-Z bought, which is a lot of the talking points that people like to bring up. So those are great examples. That's why I was like, what's possible? I mean, have you ever thought? Because I've seen some pieces from, from Black artists. I'm like, man, um, I, I deem them to be great as far as like the, the talent they have, the technique that they have. And I'm like, okay, why don't I see them on mainstream? You know, like you hear about Mona Lisa, you hear about the the painter who painted the uh, cathedral, and you hear about certain particular artists. But me per se, haven't seen us be mainstream in the way of like go and shop with this black female artist, go and shop with this black man who's an artist. And I'm just like, is it us? Did I keep an us from these accolades? Because again, they say, well, 
I can paint something today. I actually have a, a painting. It was a it was a a free base. It was a freestyle based on Black Panther, right? Like I, that idea from a simple paint. I remember somebody wanted to buy it, and I was like, "All right, it's two hundred." And of course, they was like, "Okay, well, that's that. That's that's expensive to them." That was the price that I put on my art because of the concept. So, mm -hmm. would you say there's a affordable or consumer related price that you place your art, or is this? We're going to go out, we're going to say, well, this has this value because of the detail of the art that we're posted there. Like, is there, even as you as a buyer, like, how do you look at that? Have you ever been like, okay, I really like this piece. How much is it? They say 10 grand. And let's say you, you deem that to be a lot. How would you go about it? Yeah, I think whenever you're going to buy art, um, you know, sometimes you find art because you randomly just out and you see something you like, right? Uh, but most people that are buying art are very much strategic about going to particular galleries, going to particular shows. And when I go to a gallery or a show, I have a budget. Like, this is how much I'm willing to spend. I may go a little bit above that, but I'm not going to go too far above that. Uh, this is the size of the painting I want, right? Because, you know, you, you go in somewhere five grand, you know, it could get you a you know, a five foot by five foot painting from one artist or a one foot by one foot painting from another artist. And so I go in with an idea of kind of what size I want, what my budget is and what I'm willing to spend. Uh, Cause I had an opportunity that arose last week and the price point was, was like almost triple <laughs> what I was willing to do. And so it was easy for me to walk away because it was triple my budget that I had already put out there. Uh, now, if it had been, you know, exactly on my budget, I would have grabbed it. If it had been a little bit more, I would have grabbed it, but triple, uh, I, I was able to walk away and feel okay about it. And so you have to have a budget. Um, I always tell people too, when you're looking at art, you know, it's very important nowadays to go on social media and see how much this person is promoting themselves, right? So if you have an artist that has, you know, you know 500 followers versus an artist that has 50,000 followers, their value is gonna be higher because they're, they're hitting a broader audience. And so when they release something for like five grand, It'll go a lot faster if you have 50,000 followers compared to the person with 500 followers, the, the family, friends and cousins, right? And so there's value in that and kind of seeing how much their brand is increasing because I always buy from typically artists that are full-time artists. So there's some artists that, you know, full-time, they have a totally different job and then they paint maybe once or twice a week. I typically don't buy from those artists because they're not solely focused on it. I'll buy from the full-time artist that I know is committed to like building their brand and being at different galleries and shows. Okay, so you spend your money uh, relatively to the same form of commitment because you're like, hey, if I'm gonna commit ten thousand yeah. dollars or more to to a painting, I need you to be just a ten thousand dollars worth of our commitment. Yeah, I need to know okay. my value gonna go up. <laughs> I may right. like seeing it on my wall, but I still don't want the value to be the same thing. You know, five years from now. Okay, so and I, I was gonna go, I was gonna go there next. So when it comes to uh similar to appreciation, right? Like I learned that there are forms of cars that can appreciate, like I think it was a Bentley. Yep. That holds the same form. Have you ever gone and okay, I bought from this artist and I made 2x or 5x my money or whatever the price point price match was? 
Have you ever gone and reshopped with them and seen the same uh, ROI? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've gone and bought from my artists like in 2022, and I was like, man, this is a steal. And I went back in 2023, and I'm like, man, you lost your mind. <laughs> right? So, you know, when that happens, it's like, well, okay, at least what I have on my wall has gone up in value, right? And then I have to make a decision at that moment. Am I going to now invest in this next piece this year that's going to cost me two or three times what I paid for something similar last year? And, you know, I, I, you can also – artists are really about loyalty, too. So if you're a return investor – They'll sometimes take some something off of that of that second painting or that third painting because you're you're coming to them and you're loyal to them. Just the business uh, side. Yeah, it's the business yeah. side, you know. So I'll be more inclined to you know instead of paying triple, uh, I, you know, I'll pay the double because hey, the value went up. That means the one on my wall is up, you know, three times what I bought. Okay. Um. So since you mentioned that you you are a lawyer, because uh, I actually ran across this, there was. There was a, a portrait. Uh, I believe it was an actual physical painting at one point. It was posted as an image on the internet. I like the representation. Um, to me, it went along with uh, a, a symbolic representation of what I want to do for my show, right? So uh, one of my videos on my page had gotten so big that I actually ended up getting finding the artists themselves. It was like, mm -hmm. Yo, this is um, my painting that you're using um, as a representation. I never claim it as, you know, like my logo because I understand I'm ownership to that, even on a business standpoint. So I'm like, okay. So when I approached him, I was like, hey, I've, I've actually been looking for you for a while because I wanted to buy the, the rights to the painting or the painting themselves. How would let's and if I was an artist, let's say this is what I'm going into a full time. I want to create some form of safety net around my art, mm -hmm. around a the, my signature, my tagline, or the concept. How would I do that? Yeah. So if it's a particular brand um, that you are focused on what people do is they'll they'll trademark whatever that logo may be or whatever the words may be um so that someone can't go out and, and use it i mean in chicago we've got various artists that have i mean you know it's it's their character right their cartoon or whatever they may have created uh like jc rivera has the bear right hebrew has the flyboy um you know max has kind of like these more space folks so um you you would you would you would protect it legally in that way with a you know like a uh trademark uh for the words and for the imagery and, and artists do they do that um and you have to do that uh for certain things as long as no one else already has it out there and it's something that's distinct from anything else that's been already created okay okay so it's, it's relatively uh similar to every form of a business where you want to protect the ownership you yeah. run into the same way okay all right um so for me do you do you have a trust for your art because i know you mentioned generational wealth yeah so no no trust uh, i mean you got to protect it though i mean the one thing people don't really talk about is man you got to get it appraised and after you get it appraised you got to get it insured uh from you know anything that could possibly happen to it 
And so that's the, the most important thing you have to do early on is get it, get it appraised and then get it insured. Okay. Oh, yes. So who does that? Who insures art? Like, is it just any insurance company? Like, is yeah, there a particular? So, yeah. So it depends on the value, right? It's going to, every, every insurance company has, has a cap of how much they're willing to insure your art. So what you do is you go through your, uh, whoever you're getting your home insurance through, you go through them. And if they think it's more than their cap, whatever that cap space may be, uh, then they'll bring in a third party insurer. That does cost more when they bring in a third party, but at least you know that they can go up to whatever limit it might be. Okay, all right. Um, have you ever had, is there pros and cons to rolling in the art world, investing in art? Has there ever been a bad experience? Uh, no, I, I think I think if you, everyone knows the art, if you do it correctly, uh, art can value significantly faster and more than 401k, right? Uh, it can value oh, wow. significantly faster and more than, than real estate, going to buying a house or a condo, if you do it right. Uh, it's also, I look at it as real estate that you can enjoy and look at on the wall and you don't have to have an Airbnb guest or a renter, <laughs> right? You're not a landlord. It's a right. piece of art. It's on your wall. And so I think that, you know, the pros are- Home equity inside of home equity. Exactly, exactly. If you invest correctly, you can accumulate some, some wealth over time. And if it doesn't accumulate, at least you got something on your wall that you like. Uh, I think the, the cons would be, you know, people that kind of overdo it. So they'll they'll throw, you know, a lot of money at some art and then they get mad when it doesn't actually accumulate value and they try to flip it. But, you know, you got to do your research. I mean, most of the time art value is going to go up. Uh, the only time you'll see it go down is if someone has done something uh, that they shouldn't have done, uh, criminal. Uh, but, you know, you got to do your research. So if I buy art from like some other state or some other city, I'm going to I'm going to call my folks in those cities and say, hey, what's the background in this artist before I invest? Okay, so <laughs> everything is attached to, you know, your ethics. Yep. Your morals are standing your brand. Um, as as quickly as uh, respectable you are as an artist, if you do anything that is deemed um, negative, it can devalue everything you've done pretty much. Yep. Yep, exactly. Okay. I hate to do this. I, I have to jump for a call, work call in a second. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, do we have a, a like maybe a last okay. question? I wanted to try and knock it out the ballpark yeah. for you before I run my lawyer thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So um, the last question I really want to ask is: there's a there's a festival believe here. It's called uh, Black Boys Art. Yep. How do we get our community to get into this space of supporting events like Black Boys Art that does tours? Uh, that we make it a part of our culture. How would you, what would you say we go out and about doing that? Yeah, I mean, I say number one. I mean, we 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 have to go to the event, support the event. Uh, when you're at the event, I mean, these artists work really hard on what they have. Um, don't try to lowball the hell out of the artists, right? Uh, there may be some wiggle room, but you know, you have to understand that they put their heart heart earned effort into these 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 pieces of this work. And the, the thing too is if you um lowball the art and everyone lowballs the art and guess what that value is going to stay lower than it should be and you'll never establish that equity and so i tell people you know go to the events support the artists promote the event promote the artists um 
and you know be willing to pay some some good value for it okay all right i i like that we, we can end it there that was really uh inspirational yeah. thank you yes yeah, for coming i appreciate you um that is us for the show and this is what you learned about black art black art is just as valuable as everybody else's art uh, i will see y'all later much love to you mr Waddle, and we will holla y'all all right all right appreciate you yeah,